Hallelujah. We're on uh, number six of Christ the Healer. Next Wednesday, you're going to have the blessing of having Brother George Amaral preach to you. Going to be good. Amen. Glory to God. Let's say it together. For the Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. Let's say that a couple more times. For the Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. One more time. For the Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. Amen. Hallelujah. There is no good thing that God will withhold from a people that will have expectation for a people that will honor His presence and for a people that will uh, accommodate, if you will, the right ingredients for a supernatural move of God. The glory of God. The glory of God does not just happen automatically. I mean, it can and it, it, it has sovereignly. But for the most part in the local church, the glory of God is made manifest where, when He's welcome. Yeah. When He's welcome. And He's welcome here. Amen? And uh, there's different uh, ways, of course, that He manifests Himself. Um, and so we're thankful for it. Praise God. So look in, in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 23. And I just can't seem to get off this part of Christ the healer, how that God's word is medicine. In verse 20, it says, My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. So we've talked about attending to the word, inclining our ear to his sayings, and not allowing the word of God to depart from before our eyes. Tonight we want to center in on, keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. In other words, keep God's word in the center of your heart. Of your heart. Let his words penetrate deep into your heart. Because that's where faith is. Faith is not of the head. Faith is of the heart. It is not with the head that man believeth, but it is with the heart that man believeth. It is with your spirit, man, that you believe. And so it's vital then and very important to keep our heart full of the spirit and full of God's word. Keep your heart strong. We talk about the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And we talk about the fuller, the better when we're filled with the Spirit. And I just got this in my heart today. The fuller you are of the Word, the stronger your spirit man will be. That's an avenue by which your spirit man can be built up as well as praise and worship and praying in the Spirit. You put them all together and all I can say is, wow. In Proverbs 18, and I'm talking about put them in, put in consistently and as a way of life. For the just shall live by faith, and the just shall walk by faith. It's not an every other day thing. It's a day by day walk with me, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now in Proverbs 18:14 in the Amplified, it says this, The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. Yeah. 
So every one of us has experienced bodily pain. Every one of us has experienced trouble. But the thing that sustains us is the strong spirit by the Holy Spirit and the spirit of the word. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? So we're talking about this strength in the inner man. In Acts 20, in verse 32, Paul said this as he was saying his farewell to a group of people. He said, now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to, what? Build you up and to give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. The word of God builds us up. There is just something about meditating and speaking God's word that builds your spirit man up. The more I meditate on the word and speak the word, it seems like the stronger I get. And if it works for me that way, it'll work for everyone. Because God has given all of us the measure of faith to be fed as a muscle and to be strengthened. Now we also know this, that faith without actions is dead. You know, of course, that's over in the book of James. I think it's James chapter 2 and verse 26. It says, for as the body uh, without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Now, that's not work in respect to working for your salvation or working for your healing. Your salvation and your healing has already been bought and paid for. So we don't have to work for that, right? But once we come to an understanding that we are saved and that we are healed, amen, Amen. then we need to add corresponding actions with what's already been done. And as we add actions to our faith, the power of God is released, amen. And there ain't nothing that you won't be able to receive. Now, one way of corresponding actions, adding corresponding actions to our faith is speaking God's word. Speaking God's word. I want to challenge you to speak God's word on Monday. Speak God's word on a sunny day. Speak God's word on a wintry day. Speak God's word when you feel good. Speak God's word when you don't feel good. Speak the word only. That is expressing then what the Bible calls the spirit of faith. And 2 Corinthians 4.13 says this, We having the same spirit of faith, I believed, therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore we speak. We have the word, we believe the word, we add our spoken, our speaking to the word of God, and we can have what we say. Say with me, I have the spirit of faith. But now notice, the spirit of faith does not just believe. The spirit of faith speaks what one believes. That is a way of releasing your faith. And so we see here, he says, keep my word in the middle of your heart. Listen to this statement. The portion of God's word that you act on is the portion that is living in you. The portion of God's word that we act upon is the portion of God's word that is actually living in us. 
See, God's Word is living. It's alive. It's filled with power. But for it to work for you and I, it's got to live in us. Now, in John 15, 7, we see a very interesting verse here that Jesus predominantly is talking about prayer. But if you take John 15 and you look at the context of John 15, you're going to see over and over again the word remain or abide. Remain or abide. Remain or abide. And then in verse 7, he says, If you abide, remain, or live in me. Now notice, and my words abide, live, and remain in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be, what? Done unto you. So, let us spend time in His Word. Let us spend time reading His Word. Let us spend time meditating in His Word. Let us not be religious about the Word, but let's get serious about the Word. Amen? We do not want to be promise box Christians. A promise box Christian is a Christian that really, really hasn't made God's Word their final authority. There's no way that you can get by on one cold snack a week. How many of you know that to be true physically? No. You can't get by on one scripture from the promise box daily. This is something we need to get serious about. And be disciplined about. And be diligent about. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, I'm going to preach to these folks back here. Then are you my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth, what will the truth do? The truth is going to set you free. How about you way in the back over there on the left side? What will the truth do? The truth will set you free. Disciplined. Diligence. Discipline. And determination. I will not be denied. This is mine. I have it now. I don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like. It is mine. And I'm not going to leave anything on the table. That table's prepared for me. And I'm coming to the table and I'm going to take it all. Amen. Amen. With, as F. Beth Bosworth says, with the faith it takes. The faith it takes. And how do you take it? You find it in the Word. And you just grab hold of it and you say, I believe it and I receive it. It's mine. I have it now. Is that right? So healing then starts on the inside of you. It starts in your heart. Listen to this statement. If you want your external condition to be better tomorrow, you must start changing your internal condition today. Just don't leave it up to somebody else. Don't leave it up to Pastor Tom or Brother George or whoever, you know, one of your mentor is. Don't leave it up to them. Have them as a supplement and an encouragement to you. But you've got to do your own praying. You need to do your own meditating. I think I'm going to kick my leg. 
Amen. You know, we're real big on having someone else pray for us, but are we praying ourselves? You know, that's good preaching. So take the Word of God then and deposit it in your heart. And then you'll be able to make withdrawals whenever you need it. Amen? If sickness and disease attacks you, just tap into that healing word that you've got on the inside of you and it'll have to run sickness off. It's the law of displacement. You know, if you've gotten a bad report from the doctor, everyone maybe in their life from time to time has gotten a bad report from the doctor. Don't let that bad report be the main thing. You have a better report than the doctor's report. Are you saying don't cooperate with the doctors? No, I'm not saying that at all. But don't look to them as your healer. Look to them as a supplement to your healing. They are not the source of your healing. They're a channel, perhaps, which God can work through. Amen? It's really... uh, So, yeah, that's what it was. Don't, Don't let that become the main thing. Don't allow yourself to get obsessed with that. To where that's all you can think about. To where that's all you can, you know, you wake up in the morning and, and, you know, next thing you know, you're on the computer and you're looking at the Latin names for the disease they told you you had. You know? I mean, that's not going to put anything in you. It'll take something out of you. Right? So, um... Let God's word be preeminent. Amen. Let it be preeminent. Yes. Somebody said, well what, well, what if I pass away? If you pass away, you go to heaven. Amen. And I'd rather pass away in faith than pass away in fear. Amen. How about you? Amen. The results of passing away are stunning. <laughs> but what do you say we live? Amen. What do you say we live? Amen. And, and, and fulfill all the will of God. There's some unfinished business in this house. In some of your lives. There's some unfinished... What do you mean unfinished business? I'm talking about kingdom business. The king has called you and he's got something for you to do. Don't allow something of the enemy to sidetrack you and to sideline you and keep you out of the race that God's got for you. And that came right out of my spirit. Did you know that you can serve God while you're hurting? I've done it. I've climbed this pulpit before in pain. And I'm not trying to center in on me. But you understand what I'm saying. The conditions don't have to be perfect to serve God. Hallelujah. The great thing about your heart account, say with me, I have a heart account, account. is there is absolutely no limit of what you can deposit. No limit. And it is insured. You know, banks today, they don't let you deposit over a certain amount, perhaps in a CD. They have limits of what you can deposit. Don't ask me how I know because I haven't deposited that much, but I know. (laughs) 
And they say, well, you know, if, if it goes beyond a certain limit, we can't insure it. Well, thank God we've got God's assurance policy. Amen. He'll never leave us. He'll never Hallelujah. forsake us. So it's a worthwhile investment. Look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Galatians 6, verse 7. You guys are some of the easiest pe people to preach to in the whole world. What a blessing. What a blessing to be able to come into a church and open your mouth and the anointing be there. What a blessing it is. Hallelujah. You're not here to honor a man. You're here to honor a mantle. You're not tolerating the anointing. You're celebrating it. And that makes a big difference. Galatians 6, 7, let's read it together. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, so steadfastly then, sow the word of life into the soil of your heart, and you will begin to reap a continual harvest of health. Philip's translation says this, it says, a man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. So when we keep God's word in the midst of our heart, we can get so full till we get to overflow stage. Overflow. And where does it flow out of? It flows out of our mouth. Here's what Luke said. Luke said it this way. For out of the abundance or the overflow of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. What is in us in abundance is going to come out mm -hmm. of our mouth. Right. Oh, that's good. So whatever you desire and whatever you want in life, make sure you make the right deposits and get over into the overflow stage. And say about yourself what God has already said. And you will have what you say. Amen. Amen. And I believe that. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I just believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Hallelujah. Yeah. So in order then for faith to work, faith's got to be in two places. Romans 10 says, For with the heart man believeth, and with the mouth confession is made unto, what? To get unto salvation, which includes health and healing, it must be in our heart, coming out of our mouth. Jesus said this in Mark eleven twenty three, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt where? In his heart. But shall believe that those things which he saith, based on God's word shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Yeah, amen. Now you're not just going off half cocked and saying a bunch of crazy things, but you're saying what God's word says. Right. And as long as we say what he said, we're on safe ground. Yeah. We're not going to get flaky. We're not going to get out of bounds. And another area we will not get into, we will not get into foolishness. You know, years ago, Fred Price 
did a series of teachings, and it really was one of the first teachings that they gave us at Rama back in 1976 when Brenda and I went there, sat under Kenneth E. Hagin's ministry there. But uh, Fred would come out and he would hold seminars in those days. But they began to show his series on faith, foolishness, and presumption to the student body. Why do you think the students needed to hear about faith, foolishness, or presumption? Because no matter who you are, and no matter how diligent you are, and serious about the Word of God, there is a slippery slope, and there is the danger of getting into foolishness. And there is the danger of getting into presumption. Foolish. Foolish things happened in Bible schools. Great things happened in Bible schools too. But there are really some, some way out things. I mean, things like, you know, let's just say, for example, Brother Bill saw Sister Sue over there. And Sister Sue was good looking. And Sister Sue was someone that Brother Bill wanted. And so Brother Bill said, I'm just going to claim Sister Sue to be my wife in Jesus' name. She's mine, I have her now. And he never met Sister Sue. And Mr. Sue was already hooked up with Doodly Dumb. And she was more interested than Doodly Dumb than she was Brother Bill. But Brother Bill says, I'm going to hold fast the confession of my faith. She's mine, I have her now. Stupid stuff like that. And then other things like, Brother Hagen, he had a little Ford Bronco. He had a little red Ford Bronco. I mean, he had other cars, but he, he liked that Ford Bronco. I think it was a little red Ford Bronco. And uh, someone walked, can you imagine, someone walked up to Brother Hagen. This is presumption and foolishness in the integrate. Brother Hagen, how long are you planning on driving that Ford Bronco? I just want you to know, I've claimed it, and when you're done, give it to me. That's ignorance beyond, that's ignorance before daylight. Now, I'm not saying that any of you would get into that, but you can help some people. Because some folks have, you know, they've been so fired up with the Lord and so on fire for God that, you know, they think, well, you know, I, I can believe God for $10 million. And they haven't been able to believe God for a pair of socks yet. You know, to go from socks to $10 million, there's a journey. And, and you, we, cannot, we cannot base our faith on where someone else is at. We can be inspired where someone else is at. But what many people don't see is the years under, under the, the years and years that it took for the person to get where they're at. And that's to be an inspiration to us, but to think ignorantly and foolishly that we're going to get there tomorrow when we just got saved two minutes ago is foolishness. And, you know, we might as well just sweep the whole house clean. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm healed by His stripes. Glory to God. I'm, I'm, 
I'm th- Brennan says, I'm not riding home with you. Throw the glasses away. You know, I, I went to a seminar on healing. Glory to God, I'm healed. Well, thank you that you are healed. But make sure you get your eye tested before you throw your glasses away. Or drive. Because we may have somewhere to go to that we don't want to go to. You're glad they didn't break. You know, listen, all I'm saying is this. Living by faith does not mean that we all of a sudden throw our medication away. You know, I'm going to throw the insulin away. Someone had a word for me. Okay, great. Someone had a word for you. Wonderful. Super duper. Go have your blood tested. Amen. Say with me, living by faith and not by sight means walking in the wisdom of God. Shall we go a step further? You know, you hear testimonies about how people have given their jets away and they've sown 10, 15 jets. Awesome. Great. Wonderful, right? Well, I tell you what, so-and-so sowed their car. So I'm going to give my car away. And I know that by next Tuesday, the car is going to show up in my driveway. It's been three years. Now, don't misunderstand me. These things can happen, but there's a missing ingredient in a lot of it. As many as are led. I said as many, God said as many as are what? Led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Sons of God must be, should be led by the Spirit of God. You cannot separate faith from being led. They two work together. Amen? Wow. How did we get off on all that? Say with me, out of the abundance or the overflow of the heart, the mouth will speak. Look at verse 22. So he says, Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and they are health to what? God's word is health to all, their, all your flesh. And not just when you're speaking God's word. If you have God's Word on audio, just play it and let it be health to your flesh. There's life in the Word. One translation says, There are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Still another says, They bring life to those that find them and healing to their whole body. And they bring strength to all of our flesh. The word medicine there is health. It's medicine, remedy, cure, to be completely healed. And that's why we talk about getting our minds renewed. And that's why we quote 3 John 2 a lot. Can you quote it with me? Beloved, I wish above all things that you may be in health. You may prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Getting your mind renewed. Yeah. 
So the result then of sowing the word of healing in your heart will be a harvest of healing to your whole body. And then lastly, look at verse 23, and we're going to look at it in the Amplified Version. Let's read this together. Ready, read. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it... Out of your heart flows the issues of life. Out of my heart and your heart flows the force of righteousness. The force of faith. It's the source of life. It's the wellspring of life. So he says, keep it and guard it. Continually attend to the word. With your eyes, with your ears, and with your heart. And it will cause you to live in divine health. Said me the power of God's word will continually make life and health in my body. So do these things diligently. Keep your heart. Let there be a constant flow. To summarize Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 23, pay attention to his word. Listen to His Word. Keep your eyes on God's Word. And keep God's Word in the center of your heart. How many of you will do that? Praise the Lord. Let's all stand to our feet. Amen. Amen.